Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the McCullough Cast. Uh, quiet week in college football in my opinion. Uh, we got a couple upsets we'll cover. Um, some other games we'll go over, but uh, the real meat of it is is this coming up week. There's a lot of uh, big games, especially towards the Big Ten. Um, but let's just start with App State upsetting uh, number 14 Coastal 30-27. to We caught them. They're an upset team. I mean... What more do you want from App State? I mean, personally, I'd like to apologize to Coastal Carolina for having faith in you guys. Um, but yeah, App State got the job done. Yeah, yeah and, and, that, and that's what we said. That there wasn't a whole lot of hope for App State coming into the game, just given how they've played in prior weeks. Um, but, you know, you come in, you upset a couple teams, and now you're, you're first in the Sun Belt East. So, I mean doesn't mean as much as you know being first in the sec of course but um still pretty pretty good position to be they will play louisiana if they if they were to to go to the sunbelt championship and they lost to them pretty bad so um you know not really a a, a turnaround thing for their season but um yeah it was, it was a, a good win for them for the program um just to recap it a little bit chanticleers the run game was completely shut down they had 55 yards um, they tried to go to the air, but couldn't get it done. Um, the game was tied, actually, 27-27 in the third quarter, but uh, the App State field goal with the seconds left uh, sealed the game. So, you know, Cincinnati sitting mm-hmm. up there by themselves, <laughs> non-Power 5 uh, <laughs> uh, team trying to make the playoffs. So, you know, that's about what I'm going to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cincinnati held off Navy 27-20. Uh, going into that game, Cincinnati was a 29 and a half point favorite. Um, so I mean, there were times in that game where I was like, Ooh, should I throw money on Navy just in case they're pulling upset? Because they were still plus a bunch on money line, at least. So I was, uh, honestly, pitiful performance from Cincinnati, who every game they played had beat their opponent by 10 or more points, and then you only win by seven to Navy. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely their most disappointing win, if we can even call a win disappointing. <laughs> but you know, you can't do that if you're going to play for championships. You can't have an off week or you know a down game because, really, honestly, Cincinnati has no shot at the playoffs if they don't go undefeated. I mean, we've seen some arguably better teams, UCF in 2015, who were undefeated that didn't get into the playoffs. Um, so any any group of five team really asked to to play their best every single week, which, you know, you can argue how unfair that is that teams like Alabama and, and teams like um, Ohio State and Oregon, they can take these little losses and still compete. But in and out, week after week, they play tougher games than someone in a group of five. So uh, you really have to to win by a lot more than that. Uh, you can't you can't come in and sleep on games because Navy came into the game one and five. They're only winning against UCF. So um. Yeah, you 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 definitely have to. I, I, you don't have to cover, but more than seven points. So another game this week, number three Oklahoma comes back to beat Kansas thirty five twenty three. Um, another win, but still not super impressed with Oklahoma. Um, they feel more like pretenders than contenders. Um, I just I just, I just don't see their their long term success because it's just like teams like Kansas. I mean, it's the same thing we said about Cincinnati. You can't just beat Kansas by touchdown and a half like 
know, what are you what are you doing? No, no, yeah, like Oklahoma goes into the first half with zero points. Down to Kansas ten to zero. Like I get it, Kill Williams, Williams woke up, came out of the second half, honestly through a great second half. I love that. But you gotta do that all game, man. You I mean, especially to Kansas, you don't score anything. You can't keep coming back. Speaking of Caleb Williams, it does look like he'll probably start um, from here out. Uh, Kansas led at the half, uh, which, why are you letting Kansas? Like, there's so many question marks for this Oklahoma team. Um, Kennedy Brooks played well, two touchdowns, not a whole lot of yards, 79, but uh, two touchdowns helps. Uh, Devin Neal from Kansas had 100 yards and two touchdowns. He's a running back. Um, but looking forward, Oklahoma still has to play Oklahoma State. They have to play Baylor. They have to play Iowa State. I think all three of those teams have legitimate shots to, to beat Oklahoma. Um, whether they do or not, yet to be determined. But at that point, I could say Oklahoma looks more legit than how they are right now. True. I mean, if they make those through those games, playoff spot. They deserve it. I'll, I'll be fine with it, even if they get blown in, in the playoffs. I mean, at least they earned their way there. But, you know, I'd like to compare Oklahoma to the Titans. They play to their competition. Now, this week's an exception for the Titans. We can get to that later. But typically, the Titans play to their competition. That's what Oklahoma has been doing all season. They play to their competition. They start off losing. They come back and win and find the rhythm. You can't keep doing that. Yeah. Um. Speaking of what you can't do, uh, as a number seven team, you can't lose to Illinois. That's what Penn State did this weekend, 20 to 18. Um, Nine overtimes in 2018. That tells you it's a big big 10 game. (laughs) Uh, You know, typically when you get past two overtimes or three overtimes, it's 50 to 40 or something like that. Um, But get this, Illinois passing yards, 38, one interception. Rushing, 357 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I watched that game, and it was literally like, run, 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 run. But, but here's the funny thing. When they went down to the two-point shootout, pass. Yeah. Pass. Like, stop. Why are, you, why are you changing up your game now? And before overtime, each team had a touchdown apiece. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, in a field goal. Like, are you kidding me? A touchdown apiece? What it, What are you, Penn State? Like, why? <laughs> I mean, it ruins their matchup with Ohio State this weekend. Um, the Big Ten looked like they were they were advertising that game heavily over the weekend. Uh, and then Penn State lost. And then now it's Michigan, Michigan State. <laughs> they, they just put Penn State and Ohio State on the back. And they're like, all right, well, we got played there. Um, so, yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, the headliner this weekend for the Big Ten now that uh, Penn <laughs> State's a, a two-loss team. Um Iowa State upset Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, Oklahoma State was ranked number eight, uh, and they beat them 24-21. Spencer Sanders played pretty well, 225 yards, three touchdowns. It's probably better than pretty well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then Brock Purdy had 307 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Brees Hall has the other for Iowa State, but um, I like Iowa State. I mean, right now, I think they're a sleeper in the Big 12. Um, they obviously have losses to Iowa, and they have another loss to, I can't remember, um, Baylor, I think. And, and Baylor looks legit, too, in the Big 12. So, um, yeah, between Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Baylor right now, I mean, those are those are some solid contenders to, to try to take Oklahoma out of their playoff spot that they probably don't deserve. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Iowa State was a contender at the beginning of the year. They were ranked. That that game going up against Iowa was supposed to be a big game, and then, honestly, it looked like Iowa State just kind of shut down. Iowa ran the ran the show with their defense. But I like what I saw from them. Like I said, this game, I think it's going to be a good matchup against Oklahoma. I think they can steal their playoff chances. But something that's, I mean, I mentioned it to you yesterday. I've never seen this before in college football, NFL, uh, I believe his last name, it was either Hutchinson or Robinson, a receiver for Iowa State, caught the ball, was running to the end zone, and taunted as he was going to the end zone. Not really even a big taunt like, you know, Tyreek Kill's peace sign up or anything. It was like, hands up, you know, little little leg movement, little dance. And they called the touchdown back because of taunting. I have, and then he ended up scoring that same drive again anyways, but like, I've never seen that. And it's not related, but it, it did, was it last year, I think, um... I don't remember who did it, but someone intercepted the ball and peace signed. Um, and Ma- Car- yeah, yeah, Tyree yeah, Kill, that. and they got called for taunting. But Tyree Kill does it every time he's, yeah, he's taken off the end zone. It's like, yeah, there's a little double double standard there. But yeah, uh, I didn't see it to be honest, but it, it does not make a lot of sense. Austin was mentioning um, after we had talked about that that you should have just applied that to the kickoff afterward. Or the, or the field goal, extra point, like something. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know what the the rule is there, but um, I think taunting penalties in, in general are stupid. I mean, a little common sense rules are fine. Like, obviously, you don't want to like be spitting on players and stuff, but like some hand gestures, as long as you're not flipping them off, peace signs. I mean, I'm cool with it. No, like, like why not? Talk some trash. Like that's that's the point. That's what makes the game fun. Yeah. Um. Anywho. Number 16, Wake Forest beats Army in a, in a game that defense didn't exist, 70-56. to 56. Um, Get this, the first quarter, the combined score, 21 points. In the second quarter, both teams put up 28 points. The third quarter, both teams put up 35 points. In the fourth quarter, they both put up 42 points. And every quarter, they added a touchdown <laughs> to what they had in the previous quarter. They're just like, we're just going to screw defense, score as many points as we can, uh, see who see who ends up uh, the winner at the end of it, um, and that was Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean Wake Forest. Uh, Sam Hartman, heck of a game. Like I said, no defense, but still like four hundred fifty eight yards, five TDs, and a rushing TD on twenty three. Um, yeah, yeah, twenty three completions. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then I mean, you had each one of your running backs getting a touch, getting a touchdown. In fact, so um, I, whoever took the over on this game, well done, because I yeah. would not have seen this high of a score, but. Wow. And, and I said last week Army would have to rely on their rushing game, but Jabari Lawls, 9 for 11, 140 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, put some work in the air. Um, that being said, there were nine combined rushing touchdowns, but um, the, the weirdest stat to me, not even the quarter-by-quarter quarter scoring, Army controlled the ball for 42 minutes. Wake Forest, so Wake Forest is just throwing it deep. Yeah, every- Wake Forest <laughs> did all of that oh, with, with 18 minutes of possession. How many points is that a minute? I can't do quick math. Uh, 70 divided by 18. So somewhere around three or so points a minute, roughly. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, everyone give a round of applause to Miami. They finally win a game. Uh, they, <laughs> a little too late, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They upset number 18, NC State, 31-30. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, 325 yards and four touchdowns after replacing Derek King for injury. Um, it further worsens the ACC, in my opinion. Now you only have Wake and Pitt as it, the, the only contenders. 
Uh, we know Wake can score, uh, but you know, That's, I, very uh, very wow. tough situation for the ACC right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, you have anything else to say about that game, or you just want to keep moving past it? Let's move past that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it doesn't deserve to be mentioned, but once for, for being NC State. That's all you get, Miami. Um, number twenty three, Pitt beat Clemson twenty seven seventeen. I just want to say thank you, Pitt. Finally, someone listens to the advice we give them. <laughs> in our weekly podcast and we, one by ten that's all we asked yeah, we, we said beat them beat them good and you did it so congratulations um, statistically speaking uh, Oingalele really struggling like oh man 128 yards and two interceptions like I think it might be might be time for uh, Clemson to start thinking about maybe changing up the quarterback situation a little bit because it's just not getting done um Although to be fair, no one's really playing well on Clemson's either side of the ball. Yeah, so. like I thought, maybe beginning of the year their defense looked pretty good. But I mean, yeah, the way they the, play Georgia, yeah, but, the way they play Georgia, I, uh, I take it all back. I'm, I'm not impressed at all. Yeah, not not good looks coming from Clemson, especially with all the talent they have. Um, some big Big Ten chaos. Not really. Uh, Wisconsin beat number twenty five Purdue thirty to thirteen. This coming after Purdue's win against Iowa. Uh, you know, and, and coming up on these weeks with the the ranked matchups, the Big Ten will be in chaos a little <laughs> bit. Uh, no. Purdue, we told you last week you wanted to be mentioned. You all you had to do. <laughs> you, you were that close, but nope. I'll say this: Ungulale might be bad, but Graham Mertz might be worse. <laughs> Fifty-two yards, and he only threw eight times. That's so bad. Like, I guess the, I guess they're just going to send them out there anyway, but they're just like, we're not going to play. We're not yeah, going to pass. Just hand the ball off. Yeah, just, just, that's your only job. <laughs> I mean, they did it well, 290 yards and three touchdowns, but uh, oh my goodness. yeah, that's not, you can't, <laughs> you can't win games if, if the only job for your defense or the opposing defense is to stop the run. Well, I mean, tell that to Illinois. Oh, tell that to Purdue. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. A disappointing bounce back after uh, or disappointing following to the uh, upset of Iowa for for Purdue. Sad, sad noises. <laughs> uh, AP poll came out uh, like it does every week. <laughs> uh, Alabama moves to number three after their win against Tennessee and bumps Oklahoma to four. Um, I'm but, okay with that. Yeah, just because Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be three. It's fine, but like. They should have stayed the same. I, I don't think uh, Oklahoma yeah. should be up there, but like if you're gonna go based on old polls, I mean it makes you sense just to keep yeah, them why there. Not like, like oh, Tennessee was a big one. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean Tennessee had kept it close until the third quarter. But they did, and honestly, what uh, Heupel's done with Hendon Hooker this year, I'm impressed. I mean, he has really made their offense look way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: they they get some pieces on defense going. Tennessee will be. A legit team in a few years if they continue to play the way they are right now um that offense was went from dead to thriving in a few weeks um really impressed with the job he's done so far and and, and that's from somebody who kind of made fun of the pick at the <laughs> at the beginning of of the coaching hire it was kind of a a head scratcher but it shows what i know um the the Tennessee athletic department saw something I didn't, and it looks like it will pay off. Um, Oregon was up to no, to number seven after beating UCLA, so they're 
creeping their way back up into uh, into contention. Um, they will still need a little bit of help from from other teams losing. Um, speaking of those other teams, Ohio State and Michigan hold the fifth and sixth spot. Um, MSU, Michigan State is at eight. So that will shake up a little this week, and, and we'll see some movement based on uh, the results of those games. But Penn State fell 13 spots to 20, and Coastal fell 10 spots to 24. So those are the big losers of the week um, for the eight people. I mean, I think that's it. I stand with Penn State and CCU dropping that far. Um, my only concern is if Michigan State beats Michigan this week, does Michigan State jump Oregon or do they all move up one? Cons- assuming Ohio State wins two. I would, I would say that's a reasonable reason for, for a jump. I mean, Oregon doesn't play any ranked teams for the rest of the season, so a ranked win – I mean that that's enough in my opinion to to leapfrog somebody, uh, especially against number five team. Yeah, yeah, I mean you never know with the polls what's going to happen, but in my opinion that would be um, a worthy a worthy reason to jump Oregon. Um, but looking forward to uh, this week, some of the games that we'll have. Uh, we're going to start with this one. Georgia, number one, versus Florida. Georgia's in minus 14-point favorite. Should be higher, in my opinion. I was going to say, they were generous in that one. Uh, 80% chance FPI. Um, no name starter yet for Florida still for quarterback. It needs to be Anthony Richardson, but crazy. Gotta get, I mean, he needs reps, if, especially if he's going to be starting next season. Even if y'all don't, I mean, y'all aren't in the contention at all for anything this season. Give him reps. That's my philosophy, too. Like, if we're going to lose at least get some experience for the quarterback of the future rather than the quarterback who maybe has a year left, depending. No, no, he's, I mean, not uh, with us. Not well, with, just, not ba- just based on his eligibility. Oh, 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 oh. Um, you know, I, I don't want to see him continue to be trot out on the field if we have a better product sitting on the bench. Like, that doesn't make any sense. At any any competitive sport or game or, or anything, environment, competitive environment, you don't put a worse product on the field and hold your your better players back like that's not how it works this um, isn't this isn't um high school football baseball where you've got to start your seniors you yeah know, trying yeah. to win games it uh it will frustrate me entirely if if emory jones gets trotted out into the field and gets the the majority of work this saturday uh that being said i have no hope um if Emory Jones does get thrown out there, I hope we lose by 50. Uh, I just want to get embarrassed, to be honest. You just want Griffin to be fired, too. Yeah, and, and it seems like it's going that way. We've had several uh, defensive recruits decommit, um, likely pending who we uh, replace Grantham with. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm tired of it. Yeah, I, I need something else. Uh, and on that note, we're going to we're gonna move to the next game. Um Number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State. Michigan's a minus four and a half point favorite and is favored by FPI with a 56% chance to win. Um, in my opinion, neither really have strong resumes. Uh, their quality opponents were kind of loaded on the back end rather than the front end. Uh, I mean, they've played some Big Ten teams like Rutgers and, and teams of that nature. Uh Unfortunate for them that the bulk of their schedule is at the end of the year because they have so much hope right now. But um, my pick this week is Michigan State. Michigan State plus four yeah. and a half. Oh, they, they cover, I think they win too. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, and Peyton Thorne will have, I think, 
lower performances than they have in, in prior weeks, but I, I still think it'll be enough to win. Um, I've, I've been more impressed with the way they've been playing than Michigan. Um, so, yeah, we're both taking Michigan State. Uh, Iowa, number nine at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a minus three and a half point favorite. I'm speechless, actually. That's, I mean, it's weird to me. FPI's got a 53.7% chance to win, but it's like, did I miss something? <laughs> like, like, granted, Iowa dropped a game that they shouldn't have. It's one game. But before that, <laughs> I mean, we were really talking about Iowa playing in the playoffs. The best defense, potentially. And I... now Wisconsin with the Graham Mertz minus three and a half. is a minus three and a half point fit. I mean, I, if if Vegas knows something, I don't, sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, transit property doesn't work in football. Just sure. because Wisconsin beat Purdue, who beat <laughs> Iowa, does not mean Wisconsin will beat <laughs> Iowa. Like, like, they still have a good defense. You, they know that your quarterback can't throw for shit. So, like, they're, they're going to jam the gaps, block the run, and win the game. Like, Listen, that's a free bet, might I say. Yeah. Almost. Almost. I mean, plus I, three and a half? Yeah, Iowa plus three and a half is, Come is on. <laughs> as easy as you'll get in a college football weekend. Oh, man. Um, we're open to be shocked, but <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> yeah, there's really no reason to to put your money behind Wisconsin to cut to minus points. Um, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, uh, Ole Miss number ten at Auburn number eighteen. Auburn's a minus two and a half point favorite, um, and is favored by FPI at a fifty eight point seven percent chance to win. Um, how you feel about this one? Um. I disagree with both. I think Ole Miss honestly wins by a couple of touchdowns. I think Auburn's played good teams. Auburn's played Penn State. Auburn's played um, – I can't remember. They've, played, they've had a good schedule. They haven't played an offense like Ole Miss yet. And I think Ole Miss is – their tempo, Matt Corral's ability to run and throw the ball, is ultimately going to lead them to a – Two touchdown win. I'm taking Ole Miss plus here. I'm really surprised they have Auburn minus. Yeah, I, I like the way Bo Nix has played this year, but I don't think they're going to keep up with Ole Miss's offense. Um, I mean, it's a well-oiled machine at this point, so there's no reason to go against it. And I have Ole Miss to win outright as well. Uh, I, I just don't see this being a defensive game either. So whatever – Whatever the over-under is, I would take the over on that as well. Because <laughs> Always on Ole Miss. I mean. th- this is going to look more like a Big 12 matchup than an SEC matchup. Um, number 20, Penn State plays at number 5, Iowa. Or Ohio State, my bad. Ohio State is a minus 18.5 point favorite over Penn State. Um, and has an 87% chance to win, uh, according to FBI. I I would take Ohio State to win, but don't cover. I still think it would it should be... Closer than 18 and a half, but a win should be fairly certain for Ohio State. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say <laughs> fairly certain <laughs> weird, weird things have happened, but fairly certain Ohio State. Based off Clifford's last couple performances, I don't think they have a shot at beating Ohio State. But that being said, that doesn't discredit their defense. And I still think Ohio State wins, just not by 18 and a half. That's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, what was it earlier in the season? Arkansas was, uh, or Georgia was a 19, minus 18 point favorite over yeah. Arkansas or something like that. And I was like, there ain't no way. And then, and then, out of water. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like 40, 13. It, or something. it may be a situation like that, but I, I don't foresee it. Maybe 14 points. Um, I can see a couple touchdowns. But yeah, 18 and a half is pretty big. Um, look, going over to the uh, NFL though, um, 
quick recap. The Browns beat the Broncos 17-14. Um, the battered Browns found a way to win with Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson, who quite impressed with stepping up. I mean, he was in what, the AAF two <laughs> years ago, like not even on an NFL roster, um, and he played really well. Um, the win keeps the Browns in the race for the AFC North, but Ravens and Bengals are going to make that climb a lot tougher um, if they can't get some players healthy soon. And Denver's now tied in last place with the Chiefs in the AFC West. I mean, like I said, Denver's beginning schedule, everyone's like, oh, 3-0, Denver's 3-0. You played some of the worst teams in the NFL to get 3-0. And the same can be said for the, I mean, the, well, not necessarily the same for the Panthers, but same situation. You go 3-0, you lose the next four games. I mean, pretty pathetic on my part. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't have a terrible game. 187 yards, two TDs, interception, almost led them back to a comeback. But, man, you listen to some backups on the Browns. I think the real story is the Browns' defense this this uh, this game. Even though Dearness Johnson had a great game, too. I think the Browns' defense is what kept them ahead the whole time and allowed them to get that win. Which is interesting because coming into the season, Denver was supposed to have one of the better defenses. but um, yeah, which, which, <laughs> which, and, and that's not to say it's been bad, but it's just not been you know the, the league winner um, this year. Um, anywho, the Patriots destroyed the Jets 40, 54 to 13. Um, I don't know what it is about the Jets, but, um, I mean, they don't have Brady and they're, you're still getting destroyed. Like what, <laughs> what is even going on? Uh, Mike White took over for Zach Wilson after an injury that looks to sideline him for a couple weeks. Um, he had 202 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, Jets quarterback, uh, <laughs> Mac, <laughs> Mac Jones with 307 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then Damian Harris and J.J. Taylor for the Patriots have two rushing touchdowns apiece. But um, that's a, a crystal clear claim for second in the AFC East by the Patriots. Um, they're they're going to – they'll tolerate no <laughs> no disruptions from Dolphins and Jets. They're, they're focused squarely on the Bills right now. Um, well, Chargers right now, but the Bills going forward. Um, you think the playoffs are in their future? No, I think that's an overreaction. I think – They'll miss playoffs this year, but I do think they have a chance next year. I think it's definitely going to be a building year right now for Mac Jones to kind of get his foundation in the NFL. And Bill Politek's going to see, okay, we need more receiving talent. We need more of this. Because not bad, three and four, better than I probably expected, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, it, they definitely have some work to do, but... Um... Yeah, the the AFC has a has a couple of divisions that are that are pretty tough. The West is is going to be a tight race with the uh, Chargers and Raiders, depending on if they can continue to win. Um, the North, yeah, the North North is going to be a, a really tight race. Um, a little more parity in, in the uh, South. Um, well, probably less parity because considering the Titans <laughs> are pretty much running away with it. The Colts will have their chance to test them this week, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. But um, yeah, I think I think. It, Possible, yes, but it, they do have a very steep hill to climb to get there. Um, speaking of the Titans, though, they beat the Chiefs this weekend, 27-3. to um, What has happened to the Chiefs, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, this this does not look like a Chiefs team we've I seen mean, in the past four or five years. Like Maybe, nah, maybe I mean, longer. Nah, I don't know how long it's been since I've seen the Chiefs team like, fall I mean, apart like this. No touchdown? At all? That, three points. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Had you told me they were going to hold the Chiefs at three points? And they didn't get that until the second half. No, and the, it's a Titans defense. Their <laughs> secondary is gar- like all injured or like 
garbage. So, I don't know what to say about that. That's just... And then Mahomes, you know, goes down injured in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, they're just like, hey, we don't want, we don't want you to embarrass anymore, buddy. Like, come, come on out. Uh, speaking of Mahomes, he had two turnovers um, before before leaving the game and then one fumble for from me, Cole Hardman. Um, Derrick Henry had no rushing touchdowns, but one passing touchdown. Um which, you know, of course he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, I I don't even see Chiefs making the playoffs at this point. They are in for a tough time, especially considering that the Raiders and Chargers are going to be fiercely competing for uh, that AFC West champ, uh, division title. I mean, and, and with no offense, no defense, like, uh, you're, you're done. Um, the whole team looks terrible, which is crazy. Tyreek Hill didn't get a single touch until the second half. Oh. <laughs> what? But also, I didn't realize the Titans, now that I think about it, didn't score in the second half at all. So I don't know what happened to their offense. If it just, they're just like, oh, we've got enough. Or, no, they're just coasting. Run out the clock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> crazy. I, your best bet. And I would not have expected it to yeah. go that well for you. Hey, I said I'd take the Titans to win. I didn't think they win by that much. Not but, that much. Um, oh, man. I. I'm on the street. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it going later. Um, the Falcons beat the Dolphins 30 to 28. Um, and I, we were watching that game, and the Falcons had the ball down a point, driving. A minute left. Gets it, yeah, gets into Dolphins territory, starts taking knees. What? Knees? You're not going to try to run it in? Listen. <laughs> They only had 72 yards rushing the entire game. What is that? You have Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis ready to take snaps, and 72 yards is what you come up with. I mean, never never have I seen, especially this season, with so many missed field goals, you're just going to say, you know what, screw it. We'll take our chance. We'll take a chance to lose the game based on a missed field goal. When you could just run the ball a couple more times, hopefully break away for a touchdown, or... You end up in a better position for an easier kick, like oh. Arthur Smith. Like, yeah, I don't. Hello. <laughs> I don't like that decision at all. But we just—I just remember, like, we were just sat there and we we're like, "Are you serious? Like, they're—they're they're needing it." They—they <laughs> they deserve to miss that. <laughs> kick, yeah, honestly, I was crossing my fingers they would. <laughs> there, there are times to be conservative, but that's too conservative. Um, but outside of that, Pitts is heating up. 163 yards on seven receptions. Uh, Decent game from Tua, not the best, but 291 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, could work on not turning the ball over as much, but you know it's it's pretty good for for what his his last weeks have been. Um, so we'll see where where he goes. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about this, but there's talk of maybe him leaving Miami already. I mean, don't know, but wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the Giants beat the Panthers 25-3 and. I just have to say, like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like, how can you rely on one man that much? Like, would the Titans be like the Panthers right now if they didn't have Derrick Henry? Ooh, that's a, I mean, honestly, AJ Brown and Julio Jones haven't looked the best this year, so potentially. Like, I mean, they were on a three-win winning streak and now four losses in a row. With McCaffrey. After losing four. McCaffrey, yeah. Um, and, and if that's the case, if he comes back and they start winning games again... That is really concerning for the Panthers, considering that you know 
he's had injury problems in, in prior years. This is not the first time. So uh, it's kind of a Saquon situation in New York. If you run him too much, you're gonna you're basically gonna run the tread off of him. Like running backs do not have that long of a life, and if they're the only team that can create production or the only player on your team that can create production, uh, you're gonna burn out a lot quicker than if you had some help passing or another back to split some reps. So it's just not good for the Panthers right now. No, and it's it's kills Sam Darnold's confidence. I mean, sixteen for twenty five, hundred of eleven yards, and an interception. Like. Not having McCaffrey has literally just completely shaken him up. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't have DJ Moore or I don't have uh, Ronnie Anderson who I've played with before. Like, you still have people out there, but it just looks like he's a, he's a completely different quarterback. Well, looks a lot like it looks a lot like when he was with the Jets. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see him crumble right now in the pocket, and he's got to turn it around if they want a chance at anything. I'm not saying they do because the Bucks are. Yeah, they're, Crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're going to fall behind quickly in the NFC South division. So I agree there. Um, the Bengals scorched the Ravens 41 17. Yeah. Holy. Burrow with 416 yards and three touchdowns with an interception. Like, listen, on, man. Why couldn't the Ravens have played such bad defense against the Chargers? That's my question. Like, Burrow came out and just scorched them. Or is the Bengals offense or, just better honestly, than the Chargers? The Jamar Chase is crazy. 201 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's. Oh he's on eight carries, eight receptions. He's on track to beat uh, Chad Johnson's uh, franchise record with the Bengals for receiving yards in a season. That's crazy. You can't tell me he's not rookie of the year. Yeah, right he, now, he, he's there's, very, there's very no clearly the number one right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely insane. But I did say the Bengals would beat the Ravens. It's on. Um, I don't know what I saw, but oh. um, one problem I had with the game: only twenty-seven yards rushing from players not named Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Who, in his own right, had 257 yards and a touchdown. Like, uh, and you've got Devontae Freeman, who used to be great with the Falcons. You've got Le'Veon Bell, who, hello, was yeah. league-leading rusher at one point with the Steelers. And you have Latavius Murray, too, don't you? Hello? How are you all not getting the rushing yards that Lamar Jackson is? That's yeah, my question. It, it, it makes no sense to me because, like... They have a real shot this year, but you need help. I mean, given that their receiving core is not that great, you're going to have to have running backs to step up and, and take a load off of, of Lamar because same situation as McCaffrey and, and uh, Saquon. You put him in, in those situations where he has to do everything himself, he's going to get hurt, Like, and that's the last thing you need if, if you're trying to, to make a run for the playoffs because the AFC North is a tight division. You, you have no room for error. Uh, this year, so um, I would like to see a lot more production from from the Ravens' backs. Yeah, I also want to total between the four backs that ran this this week for the Ravens, twelve carries. Lamar Jackson, twelve carries. I'm curious if honestly they should have had more yards off their carries, but I'm curious why they aren't getting more run plays because I know the week against the Chargers, they they did great. But also the Chargers' run defense isn't the best. So I'm just curious if it was a play call thing where they didn't get more carries or I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, needs to be fixed, whatever it is. Uh, the Rams beat the Tricky Lions 28-19. Uh, I, the Lions could be a decent team if, if they didn't have their worst receiving core. In <laughs> <laughs> like DeAndre Swift is their receiving leader. 
Mm, I don't like that. No, <laughs> not my friends. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I took a look through their roster after that game, and I'm just like, no wonder they they haven't won a game. Like, who's catching balls? DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. That's about it. And not to say Jared Goff's the greatest quarterback, but if you give him some help, he's yeah, not terrible. I mean, he he played well for what he's got. Um, to start the game, though, they uh, the Lions scored in the first possession. Uh, onside kick that they recovered. Then, on that same drive, a fake punt, and it was 10-0 Lions in the first quarter. Uh, some people may have lost some money on that, but... <laughs> I have never been on the Rams again. That was the most disappointing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, 10-point favorite. Uh, 25-19 Rams into the fourth quarter. Uh, long drive by the, the Lions to set up uh, a score on the Rams 12 and then an interception, uh, you know, of course. Uh, the Rams kick a field goal and then another interception on the next line possession pretty much wraps the game up. Stafford, though, 334 yards, four, three touchdowns. He's been waiting for this moment forever. <laughs> he's been telling the Lions for the past however long he's been in the league, yeah, give me some receivers. You know, they had they – had, uh, Megatron at one point, but I mean, that was it. Yeah, the Kenny Galladay kind of. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I mean, any, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, Kenny Galladay on any any roster is a second, a number two wide receiver. True, or, he's or never number one. Yeah. Possibly three. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, looking at some of the games this week, Thursday night we got a really good game: Packers at Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are a three and a half point favorite and favored by FPI at sixty seven point two. Um. I think this might be the best Thursday night football game we're going to have probably for the season. Uh, this is going to be a big game for both teams. Uh, Packers have a good record, but they're not winning in the same style as, as the Cardinals have been. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win and cover. I take Cardinals running and covering. Cover is a little more questionable with that half point, but that's oh, still that's still my pick. Fair, fair. However, you've got to think. Mark Marquez Valdez-Scantling out. Alan Lazard, potential COVID. Devonta Adams, yeah. potential COVID. Rodgers isn't going to have anybody. I mean, he's going to have Amari Rodgers, Randall Cobb. That's I mean, Robert Tonyan. I uh, and Aaron Jones, I guess. Yeah, it's they, it's tough sledding. Yeah, for sure. The Colonels' offense crazy right now, especially with that add to Zach Hurts. Yeah. Who's I mean, I mean, yeah, they're, they're piecing up to be. Tyler Murray hearts. is. I mean, hey, anything happens. Anything happens yeah. in the playoffs, yeah. but yeah. at this point, right now, regular season, it's mm. it's a train full of steam that not a whole lot of people are going to be able to stop. Um, the Patriots are at the Chargers. Chargers a minus five and a half point favorite and favored by FBI at sixty one point five percent. Chargers slipped two weeks ago versus the Ravens, but looked to bounce back here. Uh, I think for the Patriots, just hanging in this game would be a good. Um, I mean, there's no moral victories, but a good moral victory that says, hey, we can actually hang with a high-powered team. That being said, I think Chargers cover. Um, I would have at least a touchdown difference, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, usually I'm not taking my teams to win, just um, superstition. But because last time I took the Chargers, you know, they got destroyed by the Ravens. But anyways, um, I think they do cover, like you said, I think they have it by a touchdown lead. I haven't seen anything too great from the Patriots' defense this year. Um, kind of still there, but I, I, I see the Chargers looking to really bounce back from that Ravens and show they're still contenders um, for the AFC West. So. Um, 
Another game, 49ers are at the Bears. 49ers are minus three and a half point favorite. Uh, favorite set 57.8% according to FPI. Um, both teams at the bottom of their respective standings, and a loss here puts either team in a, in a super bad spot. Um, you have to win it. I'm taking the 49ers just because how Justin Fields looked against the Bucks defense. Man, the 49ers defense is honestly better. Um, even though they lost Sherman, like they're they're just good. And so I really don't think Fields is going to be able to get anything going for the Bears um, or their run game. So I think the 49ers will have it just purely based off their defense. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Bears. I'm not a huge fan of some of the play calling decision making weekend. Week in and week out, but um, their losses are to the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and a healthy Browns team, uh, and they have wins over the Bengals and Raiders. So, um, you know, not a great record, but I think a better resume than the 49ers, whose only wins come against the Eagles and Lions. Um, so that, I would take the Bears in that instance. Uh, the Steelers are at the Browns this week when that's a, a good NF- AFC North matchup. Um, could could be a, a a good wild card spot too, potentially, considering that um, the Bengals and, and Ravens will, will likely be one of the division winners. But uh, the Browns still not very healthy. But FBI gives them a fifty three point fifty three percent chance to win. Um, do you think they get it? Um, I think the Browns. Win, but I don't think they cover. I think it's going to be like a one-point game, like last-second field goal or something, just because the Browns aren't healthy. So uh, I, they may be getting shoved back this week. Not one hundred percent sure that they haven't said, but um, either way, I'm going to take the Browns to win. But I agree they will not cover. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a field goal difference one way or another. I think. Um, so we'll see. Uh, the Titans are at the Colts in an AFC South matchup with big implications. Titans are a minus one point favorite, but Indianapolis has the uh, advantage according to FBI with 53.7% chance to win, uh, likely due to the, the Titans injuries, especially on their offensive line. Um, really big game, but I have the Titans to win and cover. Uh, the one point is a pretty easy cover. Um I mean, <laughs> bet against Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. And the Colts defense looks good. Uh, Carson Wentz got the job done against a good 49ers defense. But, I mean, only minus one? Yeah. You yeah, can't that's, not that's take crazy. the Titans. Like, oh. Um, the November 2nd trade deadline's coming soon. Uh, and uh, the big headline right now is where Deshaun Watson might end up. Um, for right now, it seems the rumors I've I've read are to the Panthers and Dolphins. Uh, do you think there's a, a deal that's made before then, or, or not? Um, if I'm an NFL owner coach, um, no, I would not take Watson. Too much liability and too much of a chance for it to backfire and me lose some prospects that could turn into something. Because right now, who knows if Watson's even going to be eligible to play this year, next year, ever again. And reportedly, the Texans still want three first-round picks and two additional picks. Yeah, like who's going to do that in yeah. their right mind? I don't care if you have uh, Sam Donald as your quarterback. <laughs> like, no, just no. I, I wouldn't. I don't think he gets traded, and I don't think he plays NFL ever again. I uh, 
I would be severely disappointed if I was a fan of a football team and they drafted all our draft capital for basically the next two drafts for an uncertainty as big as Deshaun Watson. Cause like you said, who knows if he'll ever play a snap again. Um, so to waste that much capital would be one of the most shocking. It would be worse than the bill O'Brien trading of JJ Watt and Hopkins. Like that is new level. Ridiculously stupid. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Or Zach Ertz for the <laughs> fifth round in the no name quarterback. Yeah. The Eagles got fleeced there. Um, Anywho, That's this bad. is this is the moment. That's okay, up and out. I want you to go first. I am on a three-win winning streak. Now three and four. I have a chance to go even on the season. After You're, starting what? Zero and four. Yeah, zero and four. Zero <laughs> and four and three and four. Um. So here we go. Falcons minus two and a half over the Panthers. Still no Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Still no win for the Panthers. The Giants just destroyed the Panthers. That's true. Which the transitive property doesn't work. We said that earlier, but the Falcons Bye. already beat the Giants. Um, I mean, yeah, they've been they the Panthers have been terrible the past four weeks without McCaffrey. San Darnold doesn't look good. They put in a backup for him. He didn't look good. Um, so that's my bet. Falcons minus two and a half, especially with the way Pitts has been heating up. That's true. I, I can't. I can't argue that. I am gonna take Titans minus one as my best bet. I mean. I don't see Carson Wentz doing anything. If the Titans defense stepped up like that against Mahomes, I don't think Wentz is going to stand a chance. Um, it's, you know, things change with the Titans. They play to their competition, but I think um, they're a clear win because I haven't seen much good from the Colts offense against many defenses this year. So, Titans minus one. Interesting. Uh, who's your waiver wire pick? Uh, the last waiver wire pick is good. And he, well, let me just preface it. Got a wide receiver for a team who's a veteran. Right, now, I may have mentioned him earlier in the year, and this is why, because Valdez Scantling is out, Devontae Adams is out, Alan Lazard is out. So you know who Rogers is going to rely on. If you're about to go to the senior home, you're about you're about I'm about to go to the senior home, and I'm picking him right out. Randall Cobb <laughs> needs to be your way more. Wait, 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 Austin. Rogers in six point seven percent of leagues, started by point seven this week. If COVID list stays, Lazard's out. Adams is out, and then you've got Scantling on the IR. Cobb receives for 100 yards, at least one TD. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I mean, he's he's their most reliable target. Unless Amari Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers have somehow connected and, you know, pop off between the two, I don't see it happening. I don't see them relying on their run game as heavily as some might think with those receivers out. So, Randall Cobb, baby. Um. You, you know, I'm not a huge fan of retirement homes, but <laughs> I, I guess if you need them for for a week, then, Just for a week. then, then pick them up. <laughs> uh, I have Kenneth Gainwell with the Eagles running back that's replacing Miles Sanders. He's rostered in 14.5% of leagues, uh, and he has an easy matchup versus the Lions this weekend. Um, so, I mean, even even in, in deep leagues, this should be a, a starter, especially for this week. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I've got going into this week. That's a, that's a good pickup. Um, well, you got anything else? No, I don't think I do. Well, in that case, we will see you next week uh, to recap some of the uh, better college football games. Um, thanks for listening to my podcast.